this. How great is our God?
You have a church in there. Look at page 162, Living by Faith. Situations that some of us go through, but living by faith, 
we can do that. Praise the Lord for that. Let's look in another song. Look at page uh, 279. 279.
by Buck County. That's right, written by Buck County on there. Look at page 245. 245. God put a rainbow in front. You know what? Plan for us. And it may not have been the plan he 
actually wanted, but he fulfilled that plan to do what God asked him to do.
seen to some of those folks down there. So uh, if you can go and like to go, two o'clock is that when you plan on it? And, uh, but if you're turning your Bibles to uh, uh, the book of Acts, and uh, I've got some verses of Scripture that I'd like to read to us. And the thought that the Lord has uh, gave us last night uh, and on into this morning, I guess, uh, uh, is cleaning house. And uh, I thought about when, I, when the Lord gave me that thought, I thought, uh, boy, Belinda's going to really think that's something for me to be preaching about because she says I'm the messiest person there are. <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, uh, really, uh, we, we want to talk about cleaning house spiritually and, and, and some things that, uh, sometimes some things that we let hang around that can be a hindrance uh, to, our, to our Christian life and, 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 and some things that uh, we have to just separate ourselves from in order to have fellowship uh, with God. And sometimes we try to convince God that that some of these things are not a hindrance to us, that they're not a sin, uh, but we have to try to convince God of that. Uh, nine times out of ten, it is a, something in our life that can be a hindrance to us. But uh, as I re- as I thought about this, and, and and I was reading a good bit of the Book of Acts yesterday, and and when I read what all Paul and uh, what a lot of the apostles went through. Uh, Brother Wayne, I almost feel guilty a lot of times when I think about what they, what they faced and, and the adversity uh, that they faced. And I, and I think about how good we've got it, uh, how good we've got it. Uh, even, even when things are going south for us, we still got it good compared to what, uh, uh, what the Apostle Paul and these others had to face and what they went through and how easy it would have been for them carnally to have just said, God, this ain't worth it. You know, this is the most unpopular thing that we've ever done and people are hating us for it. And, and uh, But I don't know, it seemed like the more adversity that Paul faced uh, the more his battery charged up just to keep on going. And that's the way that you and I have to be today. If you, if you think as a Christian that you don't have to face adversity, uh, you're going to have a rude awakening coming because it does come. And, uh, and how we handle that not only affects our relationship with God, but folks are watching how we handle adversity in our life. It's easy uh, Sister Vanessa, in my life, when things are mountaintop going good, uh, it's easy for me uh, to try to stay close to the Lord. But uh, when things are not going so well, that's when we're tested. And and I have come to find out, it took me a lot of years to figure this out, but it, I've come to find out uh, that sometimes when, when things are going rough, uh, and I call on the Lord, I need those rough times to help me depend on Him more. really do. And I know that that's sometimes sounds crazy to say, but uh, uh, He helps to humble us and, and get us back where we need to be. But in the 19th chapter 
of, of, of Acts. And I guess I'll begin reading with the first verse. It said, It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. <clears throat> he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? They said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and he said unto them, uh, Under what uh, then were you baptized? They said unto John's baptism. You know, Paul here was making sure that these folks had what they uh, what they needed. There's a lot of folks today that's uh, that's been baptized and they don't even really know the meaning of baptism and what it what it meant. I know I was ducked under water uh, at a very young age and and uh, because I thought I was doing the right thing and what folks were encouraging me to do. Uh, but I didn't have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but I'm glad that when I got saved, uh, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so uh, he went on, then Paul, uh, then said Paul, uh, John barely baptized uh, of repentance, saying unto the people that ye should believe on him which should come after him, that is one that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They got this thing right. And it said when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning uh, the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one uh, Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits uh, went out uh, of them. You know, there's a lot of folks today that uh, you can you can watch some of these things on television, and they'll want to uh, send you a, a, a handkerchief or an apron to help heal you of whatever's ailing you. Uh, but I'm going to tell you today uh, that the Holy Spirit and prayer is what folks need today in their life. And we can pray to God, and if I can't get to you to put a handkerchief on you, I can pray for you, and I can ask God uh, to heal you. Amen. And if it's God's will, He'll do that today. So uh, we live in the day of grace. We can call on God wherever we're at. Uh, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons and, his, and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the, uh, uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. 
And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. I'm going to tell you, without the Lord today, we're no match for Satan, are we? Amen. And uh, these folks, uh, uh, they were impressed by the power that Paul had and, and Paul had let everybody know that it wasn't him, but it was God working through him. And uh, they wanted this same power that, uh, uh, that Paul had. And uh, so they thought that they could cast out devils just the same as Paul did. Uh, but they found out they bit off more than they could chew. Uh, the evil spirits that was in this man uh, leaped upon them, scared them to death. And the Bible said they fled away. <clears throat> it went on to say, and this was known to all Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified and many that believed came and confessed and chewed their deeds many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver that was a right smart amount of money so mightily grew of the word of God and prevailed. And so as we begin to look at this and we, uh, uh, we see here that Paul was, uh, was having a lot of success here. He, uh, you can read back uh, uh, further back in the book of Acts and you'll find that there was many souls led to Christ uh, during this time. There was folks getting saved, both Jews and Greeks alike uh, uh, were getting saved and people were coming how to know the Lord and the free how pardon of sin. So uh, uh, Paul here was uh, was on a mission and, and there was great things uh, happening, but he was up a lot of, uh, against a lot of uh, things. Not everybody was believing his report today. Not everybody uh, was accepting the gospel. There, there was some here how uh, that were. And so uh, we have to look at this and over in uh, Ephesus now, Curious arts and, and witchcraft and wizards and those kind of things. This is nothing new uh, 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 here in the book of Acts. We can go all the way back uh, uh, to the beginning and we can find that uh, there were sorcerers and there was witchcraft going on back during that time. Uh, but in studying this, we find out that Ephesus was famous for this type of stuff. It was a, it was a place where there was probably more sorcerers more people practice that here in Ephesus during this time than probably anywhere else. And so uh, the Bible said that, uh, 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 that when these uh, that, that use these things, when they come to know Jesus, uh, that the first thing uh, that they did was they went out and they took these books, these books of witchcraft and sorcery, uh, and they made a big bonfire and they began to burn them. And, and I think it's uh, pays us to point out uh, that the reason that the price of these books was mentioned in the Bible uh, is to let us know that by their conversion and coming to know Jesus that they valued 
God and what they had in their heart more than those books and what they paid for them. Now, no doubt, uh, they could have taken these books. A lot of colleges today, and, and I know we did it with Austin, uh, books are expensive. Books of learning are very expensive. And so uh, when somebody graduates and they get through, a lot of times they'll sell their book, maybe if not for what they paid for it, uh, but they'll sell it to try to get a little money back out. And I can assure you uh, today that these sorcerers could have sold these books probably for what they paid for. But I'm going to tell you someday, uh, when we begin uh, to know Jesus and the free pardon of sin, first thing that I wanted was everybody else to come to know Him too. And I didn't want to take all my trash that I had getting rid of and give it to somebody uh, that would lead them astray in the wrong direction. And so uh, there comes a time uh, in our life where it just pays us uh, to clean house today. And I, I begin to think about that as, as we begin to look. And, and uh, uh, God proved over in the book of Exodus that He was more powerful than all the wizards and the sorcerers over there. Uh, we can read back and we understand uh, that they would take their enchantments uh, and they would try to impress everybody uh, uh, with what they could do. Uh, uh, but God gave Moses and Aaron uh, a rod and through the power of God, they were able to talk anything that they were able to do with their enchantments today. So God was very familiar with witchcraft and he, he was very familiar with evil spirits. He warned them over there in the beginning when he was given the law. He told them not to practice these things. But it wasn't very long over in 2 Kings or 1 Kings, I can't remember. But the children of Israel had gotten so backslid from God that they begin to sacrifice their sons and daughters. And they begin to practice witchcraft and sorcery. Amen. I'm going to tell you something today. It'll do us all good if we just have a good house cleaning every now and then and get rid of some things that causes us to drift away from God today. Amen. Somebody said, Preacher, I'm glad I don't practice that stuff. I'm glad you don't, and I'm glad I don't. But I'm afraid today, in a lot of Christians' lives, we've got some things that we've allowed to hang around that causes a temptation that'll get us away from God. I tell you what, I have a hard enough time fighting the temptation of the devil. I don't need anything hanging around the house. I, I, that'll encourage that. I, I, so I, I thought about I, as they took I, and they made that bonfire. I, and this wasn't a private thing I've done amongst them. I, but they did it in front of all the people. I, the Bible said I, how that God was magnified I, how during this time. I, I tell you what, have you ever seen somebody I, that the Lord saved? I, and I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't care who it is. I, when God saves somebody, I believe the angels in heaven rejoice. Have you ever seen somebody that was really somebody that had a reputation of being an evil person? Nobody spoke good of 
them. Everything they've done seemed to be evil. And somehow or another, the Lord got around there and pricked their heart. And they got saved. And they made a change in their life. I could hear people say, boy, I'll have to see it to believe it. Somebody will say, boy, if he's a Christian, the woods is full of them. But over a period of time, you see a change in their life, amen. And they begin to make a bonfire and get rid of some things. How they hindered them. Got rid of some things that would be a temptation to them, amen. Now these sorcerers could have took those books and put them on a shelf. Amen. And they could have said, well, maybe if this Christianity thing don't work out, we'll have an ace in the hole that we can go back to. I'm sure they made some money off of this. Most of these people, if you read, uh, this was a money-making business, amen. Uh, and, and today, uh, uh, you don't have to go far down the road. Uh, you can find some uh, a, a palm reader down the road. If you pay them some money, they'll look in the palm of your hand and they'll tell you something today. And, uh, and, and, and so it's nothing uh, new today, but I'm going to tell you, I believe these folks got rid of this stuff because they had a change in their life. They were going a new direction today and they just got shed of things that would hinder them. Maybe. A lot of folks today, I, I want to hold on to this I, and hold on to God at the same time. I, I'm going to tell you, I, we got to let go of the world. Amen. I, I trust in Him. I, I believe in Him. I, he'll do what He said He's going to do. I, amen today. Boy, I tell you, I begin to think about these folks. Some of them looked over there and saw that the power that Paul had through God. And Paul, just like Peter and John, they had to, he had to tell the people when folks would start looking on him like he was some kind of a God because of the power he demonstrated, he would have to remind them several times, Paul said, I'm a man just like you. Amen. Don't look at me thinking I've done this thing. When Peter and John saw the man that was set at the, uh, the gate of the temple there asking alms, and they told him, said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And all the people marveled and looked at Peter and John. Amen. As if they had this great power within themselves. But Peter was quick to point out, amen, give God the glory for this thing today. Amen. amen. So we, uh, we begin to look and we see here that, that uh, uh, down through time we had folks allowing things to hang around in their life that uh, causes hindrance. Now, we read in the book of First and Second Kings and and there was good kings and there was bad kings. Amen. And, and, and we come through it and, and, and the Bible would tell us some of them started out good and then they got, uh, uh, they got persuaded by Satan and went in the wrong direction. But you had some kings that went in there 
and tore down all the altars of Baal, amen. And tore down the groves, amen. And everything and every false god that people were worshiping, amen. And then you had some who tore down the altars of Baal but left the groves standing. And God pointed that out. Through the prophets, He pointed that out. You see today, God cleans our inside out when He saves our soul. We're not capable of doing the cleansing that it takes to be saved. But by His precious blood, He cleans our inside. And this is pure. I appreciate Brother Michael's brought it out in Sunday school many times. He sealed that thing. What He's done is pure and it's sealed. But He gave me the responsibility for this on the outside. For this on the outside. If I'm a born again Christian and you see me just doing everything in the world, I'm not magnifying God. I'm not glorifying God. And a lot of folks won't see God in anything that I do today. But I'm glad that I wish I could say when I got saved, I got rid of all that stuff. I let a lot of that hang around. I thought to myself, well, I still got to live. <laughs> but I saw down through time if I was going to walk with God, if I was going to have any kind of power with God, there were some things that I had to get rid of in my life. It wasn't causing me to die and go to hell. The Lord saved my soul. Headed for glory. But my influence and my joy and all that comes with salvation today, that would affect. Amen. That would affect. Amen. There was posters on the wall that I just thought were the truest things in the world. Those posters wasn't hindering me from going to heaven, but they sure didn't look nothing like Jesus. Amen. And if folks came to the house and seen that, <coughs> what would they find? Every now and then, we need to look around and just have a house clean. I don't think Paul had to tell those people that they need to get shed of those witchcraft books, but I believe that when those, those exorcists, those magicians, when they come to believe and accept Jesus Christ in the terms of the gospel, I believe it showed them that there were some things that they're going to have to get rid of in their life. Boy, I tell you, this was during a time that God was being magnified. And when we see, and I thought about, and I know I mentioned him a lot, but Brother Ernie Garnett would come to church and he was one of the meanest people I'd ever been around. Wife got saved and he just he would come, he'd sit in the back of the church, 
He didn't mind telling the preacher he didn't enjoy the message. <laughs> he sat with his arms crossed. Told the preacher one time after revival, said I didn't appreciate being called a goat. Told one preacher, said, message didn't mean nothing to me, but he would come on the revival and he'd sit in the back with his arms crossed. And I thought, Lord, can you soften that heart? But one night, he stood all he could stand. And he broke on that back bench and he come and he plowed up the altar. Tears began to fall out of his eyes. He went around apologizing to everybody for what he had said. <clears throat> See, we still welcomed him back to church. We did. We welcomed him back. I told Brother Ed Engel, said, I just want to let you know that message didn't mean nothing to me. Didn't like it. Brother Ed said, well, I can't help it. That's what God gave. <laughs> but you see, when God gets a hold of somebody, He'll change their life. Amen. Brother Ernie not only got saved, but he got dedicated in the church. Not too long after that, the Lord called him to preach. He's in bad health now. But I'm going to tell you, He can make a difference. Our life. And it changes our goings, it changes the places we go. Amen. Used to, it didn't bother me much when I was away from God. If I was in a restaurant or if I was in a bar room, about the same to me. I'm going to tell you, when God started convicting me, it changed the places I go. It does have no desire anymore for what Satan has to offer out there. I want to encourage you and through our Christian life, house cleaning is something that has to be done every so often. God doesn't make mistakes when He saves us and He cleanses us. But carnally, you and I, it don't take much to get attracted to what the devil has to offer out there. And Lord help us today when, when I was a kid there wasn't near as many things to reach for us from Satan as there is today. But Lord help us our televisions, our internet, and these are all good tools we have for good things but oh how the devil can take those and he can just take a family and break it half into Amen. Amen. Loving families. Been together a long time. And just something thrown out there on the internet. Something thrown out there. Temptations there. You know, we're studying over in Romans. And we're talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews prided themselves prided themselves on keeping the law or what they thought. They prided themselves that they had not committed adultery. 
But when Jesus came, He said, You have heard, Thou shalt not commit adultery. He said, But I say, as God said, Whosoever looketh on a woman and lusteth has already committed adultery in his mind. Boy, that, that hit home with a lot of them there. That pride of, 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 of not physically committing adultery begin to hit home. Today, you and I have to be careful of everything that there is out there today to try to pull us away from God. Some of it, the devil can paint it to look good. He can really camouflage it. But I want to warn you today, and I'm warning myself, when it starts coming in, we just need to clean house. Just clean house. We ain't got long on this earth. That's the way I look at it. I thought they say the average lifespan is what, 70, 75 years now, something like that, give or take. 20, 30, 40 years. And I thought to myself, Lord, if you can just help me to try to keep my life cleaned up, Lord, help me to recognize when there's trouble around the corner, when there's temptations around the corner, help me, Lord, just to take the other road. Amen. And Lord, when I allow something in my life that becomes a hindrance to me, Help me, Lord, to do like these exorcists did and make a bonfire and just throw it in there. Amen. Lord, help me not to put a value or a price on it or think about what it costs me. But God, help me just to get rid of it. Help me, God, just to clean the house. And if we'll do that, what's got a lot of folks today away from God is there something they've allowed to hang around? God knew that when those kings that went in there and tore down the altars of Baal, He knew when they left those groves, they probably thought, well, I've gone in here and knocked down these altars, but them groves out there, they ain't hurting nothing. All they are is a temptation. And they were. And a lot of times folks went right back, right back to it. Paul had his hands full trying to convince the Jews not to go back to some of their traditions. We talked about that this morning. I'm glad that that was brought out. We've got some traditions here in Blood County, if we're not careful, that we'll hold to that God ain't in a hundred miles of. Amen. 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 And I've had to learn as a preacher, I've had to learn to take my sifter and to sift out that that's old wives' tales and to hold on to that that's thus saith the word of God. Amen. Amen. A lot of people have been offended. A lot of people have been run off because somebody said something that was not gospel. Amen. Said something about the way they looked. I'm going to tell you today. We need to throw, we need to take all them wives' tales and all them old traditions, amen. And, and don't get me wrong, some traditions are good. Sure. But take all those formalism things that we think God put together that man made up and start us a bonfire and throw it in there. Get rid of it. 
so it won't even be a temptation for us anymore. I love you today. I know that was a scattered message, but that's what God said. And today, if, if you've got something in your life that's maybe hindering you or maybe something that you just hadn't completely got rid of out of your life that's forming a temptation there that has you looking back every so often. Amen. Children of Israel, God delivered them, out of, delivered them out of Egypt and they hadn't been in the wilderness no time, but a lot of them were yearning to go back over there into that bondage that they were in, not realizing what they were saying, to go back to that. A lot of folks have a temptation to go back to something. But I want to encourage you today, let's just throw it to fire. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's go forward. Amen. 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 I love you, Dave. Everybody stand. 141. 141. <laughs>